ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. Court is in recess today in memory of the Honorable Judge Harry T. Stone, uh, Mr. Harry Anderson, gone far too soon. Uh, night Court, just... You can. When I was a kid, you could have Cheers, you could have Golden Girls, you could take all that stuff. That was all great. It's all wonderful for me. Night Court. Uh, with me, as always, is a man who is so angry at Mother Nature. He launched himself out of the dome, a Cobra's Terror Dome, to find greener, sunnier pastures, and he didn't even bother to use the fire bat. Mr. Drew Celestino. Accurate. Accurate. It's crazy here. I'm done as we went into I'm this done. room as we went in this done. room certain points in your house you can stand in you can see the front you can see the back in the front yard it was cloudy and snowy in the backyard it was sunny and still snowing but mother nature april winter all of you go home you're drunk I am ready to move to the West Coast, Carl. And you know how much I love winter. <laughs> yeah. You know how much I love snow. I believe, I'm done. I believe someone has uh, demarcated it on the calendar. Uh, it's confirmed. We are in our seventh month of snow. Seventh month. It is April 16th yes. as of this recording, yes. and it is snowing out. I'm I'm. I'm, I'm I'm done. Just try, did, <laughs> I'm ready to go. I, Why am I still here? Why do I live in this city? It's brought me nothing but pain, Carl. Sports team failure and snow. That's all we got. We got good food. You know, we do. But I'm going to tell you, it's only going to keep me here for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love beef on weck that much. Uh, here we are again, folks. A little frazzled from the weather, as you could tell. Ah. Drew's a little upset, and I'm as equally upset. And folks, again, when I'm turning against winter, you know it's bad because I love <laughs> me some winter. But like the end of February, that's when it needs to stop. That's as long as I will. I at least need tolerate. to taper down. Yeah, it's not tapering down; it's ratcheting up. It's ratcheting up. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But here we are. Let's get to our opening statement, sir. How was your week? Um. It's been okay. It's been it's been all right. Good. Best I could really uh, surmise for you. Still putting life back together and still trying to wrap my head around the remainder of these housing projects that must all be completed before the wee baby Pliny uh, makes his way into, <laughs> uh, into the world in September. So I'm trying not to lose my mind over all of this because suddenly the kitchen reno that I thought was not doable is now being reconsidered in a smaller scale of some kind as long as a, as long as a financial threshold can be set and not exceeded mm. but with that comes now now I'm stressing out again about well what what do we do and what's it going to cost and how much how long is it going to take and how much debris will there be and I don't do well with my house in disarray despite mm. my Despite my office being a complete disaster, I know where everything is in the disaster. Wait, wait till little baby Bucky comes. Yeah. Don't get comfortable with disarray. Oh, no, there will be structure and discipline. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Um, you do realize there's a certain, for a certain point of time, 
after a child is born, mm-hmm. they don't recognize structure because they're babies. Oh, I know. That's why it wants to impose structure. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. That's the way it's got to work. All right. That's right. So, uh, events, they have happenings. We, uh, let's, let's back up. We had game night on Friday. We did. Played Sentinels of the Multiverse. What were your thoughts on it? Interesting kind of legendary-esque in aspects and yet lacking in other aspects. I feel like the turns, when it is your turn, my biggest complaint would be that you don't have really enough to do on your turn to make waiting for your turn yeah. not not kind of dull. You know how you can tell a game's not going well? Hmm. How many people are on their cell phones when it's not their turn? Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so not bad, but Legendary does it better. I I was not a fan. Okay. I'll tell you why. Um, the artwork didn't do much for me. Well, it's generic superhero stuff. They couldn't, within copyright. And the, the characters seemed very fanboyish. Again, archetypes and... Like, yeah, I mean, you could say the, archetypes, but at the same time, like the character I was using, I was like... I could have come up. This looks like a character I came up with when I was in elementary school and thought I was clever for combining Iron Man and Iceman. I mean, again, archetype kind of. You got to skirt the rules. A yeah, little. no. I, 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 I was playing as the Superman, you know, stand-in. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just the way it is. Yeah. Um. The like, I guess technically it's a deck builder, but you start out with your entire deck. And yeah. Just you, what you draw, you draw. Yeah. And like. There are duplicate cards in your deck of cards that you can only use one of at a time. So if I can only use one of these cards at a time, why do I need duplicates in my deck coming up my hand? I just, I, you know what? If choice between two, I'd rather play Legendary. Oh, that's not even a question. Because Legendary's got the better artwork. It's got, I think, the better gameplay. And just, like, it's more fun if it's characters you know. I'm always invested in. I think that's, that's, that's really the thing that, bothered me the most about uh sentinels and the multiverse is that when you're not when, when it's not your turn you're really not invested in what's happening yeah whereas in legendary i'm always invested in what's happening because you got to watch the you have to watch out for the the city what's uh, area next? what's coming up next you know what's are we getting are we getting close road? to a villain escape yep. uh all that stuff and you got to really be conscious of what's happening so anyway still though not bad then you brought over what was it go nuts for donuts is that what yeah it? That was donuts cool. Donuts for donuts. Yeah, and I and I have played that before, despite yeah. my belief that I did not. Yes, is from the uh, the same people who did Sushi, uh, Go. Sushi Go, and it is very similar. Um, similar. I prefer Donuts Donuts. That Except, is a game actually you and Jen got me for Christmas this past year. I like it. I prefer Sushi Go though, but that's me. They're both good, and yeah. they both have a similar art style and gameplay mechanics and stuff. So they're both pretty cool. I think it's more fun seeing kind of who screwed you over. Oh yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to in Sushi Go, like you don't know, like who you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more anonymity. Yeah. So even though I, especially with Jen, because <laughs> she lives to serve one, stop me from winning. Uh Anyway, so that it was, was Jen yawns, man. That's it. Game's that's, over. That's that. You better start putting the uh, the clock on the night at that point. Um, let's see. We roll into Saturday where I really didn't, I think I, I pretty much kicked back for most of the day. Um, as much as I could anyway, see, this is where things get fo- uh, foggy for me. I kicked back for a little while. Then my, my dad decided uh, to text me at a certain point in the morning. He's like, Hey, I'm, I got, he's got, he's see, and all these house projects, 
he's got the itch almost more than I do to do them. Yeah. So yeah, I can come over. I can come over and we can knock out that railing. And I, I was just like, well, we could, we could, or I could sit here and listen to some Metallica vinyl. Right. Well, that didn't arrive yet, unfortunately. Which I have a whole rant on the postal service, which I'm not going to get into right now. But anyway, without getting into that. So I was playing Final Fantasy three on my Super NT and having a having a grand old time, and I was like, "Well, if I don't do this now, it's one more thing I'm not doing." So I said, "Come on over, let's do it." At our age, it's harder to justify, and even though it's Final Fantasy, I know it's harder to justify an entire day of playing. I can't do days. I can do blocks of time, but I can't a whole day. Those days are probably over for me. Duty dice days are fun, but I only do them once every two months. And even though they go all day, we play multiple different games. I think what's going to happen is, let's say, for example, when Octopath Traveler comes out in, in July. And, oh, I playing Final Fantasy 3, by the way, is like the ultimate like primer for Octopath Traveler for me. It's like it's getting me back in the, the, the old school graphic yep. style, yep. the turn-based RP, like all of it. Equipping, you know... Headgear, body gear, left arm, right arm, relics, magic. Okay, yep. I'm getting dialed back. Anyway, I think what's going to end up happening is I'm going to get that game, and I'll try my best to play it, although I think by summer things are going to be very hectic with uh, preparations. And then, at that point, I think when there's going to be those like sleepless nights with, with the Wii one, that might be where I sneak in my gaming. Yeah. I, yeah. Can, I can see that being a thing. I mean, honestly, dude, you hear horror stories from our parents, but it's 50-50 shot. We'll like, see. William, at like six weeks, was sleeping through the night, and I've heard other babies who never sleep through the night yeah. for like the first year of their life. So. Well, anyway, we knocked out the railing between my my kitchen and family room, um, and it was like, hey, it's gone now. <laughs> now what? It's well, more spacious. It's a little more spacious. We're going to figure it's out. Nice. But we got to figure out you know, what we're going to do with that space again with the kitchen and all that stuff, so... Stay tuned on that. Um, but um, that was also a proof of concept to can my basement be done? Can I build the Drew Cave? Yes. And it looks like we can. Excellent. It looks like we'll be able to get drywall down down the weird angle of the steps. So so long as we can get drywall down, we can build a room. And I can build my room. I can have my 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 zone. Cobra Island Studios version 3.0. 3. 3. Version 3.0, yes. Yeah. Well, like two five, because this is kind of two, and it's the same house, so. Yeah, no, I think it'd be a full three. Full three? Okay. Yeah, full three. Fair enough. Yes, I look forward to that. If you were reconfiguring this room to be another more studio environment, yeah. then that would be 2.5. Okay. There is a stopgap, which if we can't get that done in time, uh, we're just going to we're gonna jut over to the den. <laughs> but Okay. All of this yeah, yeah. will go no, about 10 you. feet that way. I get you. We'll see. Uh, anyway, um, and then Saturday night, actually, I was invited by, was it Saturday or Sunday evening? I don't recall. See, I'm getting all mixed up now, Carl. I'm having a hard time. I'm becoming an old man. My mind is 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 going on me. You know what? I think it was Sunday. So let's get to Sunday. Sunday. Man, I'm, I'm out of it. I'm really out of it. Can you tell? No. Weekend was pretty chill. I did end up meeting uh, a couple friends out. Um, They were at Anchor Bar. I was not really interested in eating, but I ate at home, and then I went with them. I met them at Anchor Bar to watch some playoff hockey, 
and just kind of hang around and uh, shoot the breeze with some friends that I don't uh, necessarily hang out with all that often. Yeah. Uh, well, one I do, but the other not not quite as much. And it was cool just to kind of hang out and enjoy some friend time, watching hockey and catching up and uh, talking uh, about life and whatnot. So as it was you cool. Will notice I'm wearing my playoffs hat. When the uh, Sabres are not involved. Your Quebec Nordiques hat. My Quebec Nordiques hat. The uh, the igloo elephant. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, well, Colorado is in the playoffs. I'm rooting against them, so... Why are you rooting against them? Because I like Nashville. <laughs> so, you know. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> PK Subban is awesome. I, and, thought, uh, I thought you hated Colorado. I was like, how do you hate Colorado? Uh, I, I don't... They're they're not really on my radar. I don't care about them necessarily. Right. Good uniform though. I like that. Yeah. I like their, well, now the, it was a mess for the last decade. But ask me ask me about uniforms sometimes. I have thoughts. Lots of thoughts. Anyway, um, that kind of brings us to Raw last night, the WWE Superstar Shakeup, where they shuffled the deck on Raw and SmackDown, which was kind of fun. Uh, like twenty guys got infused into Raw last night. Was Shinsuke one of them? No, they're gonna. I have a feeling they're gonna keep him on SmackDown. That they're gonna keep him going with AJ Styles. Now Daniel Bryan is reactivated. I'm sure he'll enter the mix with those guys, and someone else of main event caliber will, will may shoot over from Raw to SmackDown, and then you'll have a, a pretty strong worker scene over there. Would you say then SmackDown's the superior show? Yeah, that's gonna depend because uh, they had a massive talent exodus last night from SmackDown mm. to Raw. So we'll see what happens on SmackDown tonight. If there's going to be a you know tit for tat, as it were, as yeah. if Raw is going to reciprocate. But this is all at the whims of a 72 year old man. So who knows? Vince McMahon is mysterious, and he changes his mind often. What what channel is that on again? They're all on USA. Oh, okay, for now. For now, yeah, we had that discussion. The, the TV, TV deal is going to be the last channel I remember SmackDown being on was Sci-Fi for some reason. It was briefly uh, after uh, UPN yeah. ended. USA, okay. USA, the USA network family of networks put it on sci-fi, but now it's all on USA anyway. Uh, so that was kind of, kind of fun, kind of a fun show, believe it or not, but still just kind of uh, waiting patiently because let's see next month, uh, May 11th, we've got uh, NJPW ROH war of the worlds in Toronto, which I'm going to. So mm. let's, let's go, let's go to that. What day is that on? It's on a Friday, the 11th, Friday, the 11th. So I'm. Very much looking forward to that. So that's really it, man. Not a lot's been going on. It's been mostly uh, housing reno worries and 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 uh, sneaking in Final Fantasy where I can. Cool, because it's great. Final Fantasy three, six, whatever. Yeah, that's my that's my jam. Cool. So how about you? What's up? Me. Um. Let's see. Earlier this week, I watched the Andre the Giant documentary that came out on HBO. It came out actually Tuesday night as we recorded. Yeah, I've heard, I offered, heard I offered a lot about for it. you to come over, record my place, and we could watch afterwards. And I saw that it starts at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not going to work so much. It's a little late. I actually knocked out a good chunk of it the night that it came on and then finished up the next day. As someone who is as not technically a wrestling fan or a follower of wrestling i found it very fascinating yeah there was some stuff in there i kind of already knew but it was interesting that and i listened to uh the bill simmons podcast with the director because bill simmons was an executive producer Mm -hmm. and he had a podcast with the director on before i watched a documentary actually and (laughs) easy now excuse me 
they had said that they wanted to focus on stories that could actually be verified. So like the legendary drinking stuff, they only put in people who say they were there and saw him actually do that. So like the 156 beers or whatnot is just like a legend. Yeah. Um, they had like, uh, it was funny cause they had Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal on mm-hmm. and he would like, Rob Reiner said, not lying. He would go through a case of wine in a day, a case of wine a day. So it was, it was really interesting. Obviously. Um, I mean, dude brought joy to a lot of people in what he did. Uh, he unfortunately led a very short life because of his condition. Um, but it was interesting to learn. Like they didn't shy away from the fact that he was an absentee father that's that's called being a wrestler especially in the 80s yeah well it's funny because like on the on the podcast they had talked about how they filmed this great segment with stephanie mcmahon who i guess he had a very good relationship with and it was kind of like uncle andre and it was a father figure to her in a lot of ways but they decided to leave that out because it didn't seem right to paint him as a father figure to someone who wasn't his daughter hmm um, so and they had his daughter on and it was, it was interesting. Um, I don't think you'll necessarily get the same stuff out of it. I got only because you're extremely, uh, learned in wrestling history. Yeah. Um, I, I know Vince McMahon was a co-producer on that documentary. So I, I, I'm relo- like, I know, like, I guess a lot of people t- have told me that Hulk Hogan takes up a huge portion of it, which I think is kind of silly. Um, and like, there was some details that Hogan relayed that were questionable in their accuracy and reliability because anything Hulk Hogan says is questionable and possibly unreliable, likely unreliable. But anyway, um, so they kind of kayfabe did a little bit, which I think is, I'm not surprised, but you know, I, I, yeah, being versed in wrestling, I know a lot about his condition. I knew a lot about, yeah. uh, how, you know, I, I know about his traveling the territories in the seventies and the eighties. Um, and obviously the mania three match, which Hogan kind of lied about saying that he didn't know the finish. Everyone knew the finish of that match months in advance. There was no question about the finish of the match. Hogan goes over. You're the man. Hulkamania runs wild. Like Hulkster doesn't have to embellish this, but he does because he's Hulk Hogan. Anyway, um, what they, I guess what they didn't talk about though, was kind of like the end of his life, which is kind of unfortunate. They kind of left all that out from what I understand. So, once in he leaves regards. WWF, I mean, he he kept wrestling elsewhere, and he had a yeah, huge falling out with Vince. He kept wrestling in other promotions. They he went to Japan. He went to Japan. They t- they touched the Vince talked about like that they had a falling out, and it was unfortunate. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess I would like to know more about Andre's last days. But yeah. again, you know, for people who don't necessarily know all the mythology and all that stuff, cool. But again, a lot of it, I think, is mythology and not necessarily factual. Well, no, so, they, they were they focused on primarily the factual. Okay, did, did they, they, did they, they acknowledged still, they acknowledged the fact that he has become a mythic character. Yeah, I mean, did they still pretend that he's at he was like seven foot whatever? No. Okay, though they they admitted they, they, that he's not. They acknowledged that his his size varied from card to card. Okay, so because that's uh, that's a point of contention. Um, even 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 now, people argue about it online, and you can look at Andre pictures of Andre next to legit athletes like basketball players and other 
professional sports stars whose heights are verified because yeah. they're not you know fake sports. There's that picture and, of him and Schwarzenegger and Wilt Chamberlain. Well, there's two pictures of that. There's one that most people have seen where Andre's in the foreground and he looks taller than Wilt. Then there's the actual ones where they're on the same plane and Wilt is clearly taller than him. Yeah, Wilt's got like two inches on him. Yeah. Yeah. So, again. Well, man was called Wilt still, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> if you know about Wilt, that might, that, that could be any any number of things. Anyway, that's cool. Uh, go on, I'm sorry. Yeah, Got derailed there. It was enjoyable. I'd recommend it. Um, <clears throat> Saturday was an X-Wing tournament. Eh? Eh? Mm, oh. No, not good. No boy, no. Okay. So, yeah. I had fun, though. That's the most important part is you had fun. So, quick, real quick, before I yes. forget, now you brought up X-Wing. Apparently, there's going to be a Battlestar Galactica mini ship armada game. Okay. I don't know how it's going to work because there are very, there's far less variety in ships, but it's apparently happening. Well, um, if it's... Did you hear who's making it? Is I think it it's the same guys who make X-Wing. Fantasy Flight Games? I think so. All right. If I could be wrong. If they're basing it around their Armada game, because like X-Wing has a huge, huge selection of ships for each faction. Right. And there's three factions. There's Rebel, Imperial, and uh, Scum and Villainy. And within Rebel Imperial, as the new movies came out, they have Resistance and First Order and whatnot, but they're not separate factions. Um, in Armada, Star Wars and Armada, there's just uh, Rebel and Imperial and they have fairly, like, they kind of deepen, they kind of dove into, like, they're they're one of the few entities that can use the expanded universe stuff. Because a lot of the ships in X-Wing are from the expanded universe. Um, so we'll see. I'm sure Battlestar Galactica has some form of expanded universe. I couldn't tell you. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, but it's. I mean, I'm I'm good with X Wing. Yeah, I'm good with X Wing. Okay, I don't need everyone's jumping over Legion now. I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, not not getting into that part. The pieces are unpainted and unassembled. I ain't got that kind of time or money. But okay, what? No, no, no. What? But there is a slight interest. You just. But you, but, There's, I'd love to play it. I'd love to try it out. Yeah. But in order to play a full game, I'd have to buy two core sets. Mm. That's 160 bucks. Right oh, that's there. a steep dive in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, never mind. For things that are unpainted and not assembled. Gotcha. Like like I said, going in X-Wing, I said to you, I was thinking about trying it out. Worst case scenario, I've got some really cool looking models to put on my desk at work. Sure. The ships are wonderfully detailed and painted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I'd be interested to see what happens, though. Fantasy Flight always does cool stuff. I just don't like the way they do core sets. Um, okay, so yeah, that was the X-Wing tournament. I have another tournament this Saturday, so we'll see what happens. Uh, f- the wife and I uh, finished up, for the most part, the journey to Infinity War. Impressive. We did, we did uh, Thor Ragnarok <clears throat> uh, this past weekend. Um, yeah, still, still enjoyable. Still fun. It's, I still kind of bump up against the same things I bumped up in when we saw it in the theater. A little uh, too much jokey joke, not too much little, heart. A little too much jokey joke, uh, lacking a lot of heart. Um, again, a father died, and I didn't <laughs> cry. 
And Thor didn't really either. <laughs> yeah. He kind of gets shuffled off to another place, and then we're, we're, we, we forget about Odin, like, immediately. Yeah, I mean, you were sitting next to me when we saw Black Panther, and when he went on the spirit quest or spirit journey, and he saw his father, yeah. he said to his father, I'm not ready to live without you. Was my face dry? No. Uh, I didn't look, but I was... I was I, see, I couldn't look at you because I was too entranced by his father's eye. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they fix that. In his, his toxic Avenger eye. <laughs> You're, you joke, but the proportion is not... It's not, a, it's not it's far not off. It's not far off, no. <clears throat> anyway. So, yeah, Ragnarok, it's a lot of fun. Um, just kind of lacks the heart that I feel a lot of the other Marvel films have. I think of the three films, the first Thor is still my favorite. I could probably see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was that. I think that was pretty much it for the week. Dear listener, if you'd like to tell us about your week, ask us any questions or send us any comments to be right on the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com. And you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. And Drew, we have a return of the Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat of the Devil's Do. Oh. I'll let them decide which one is which. Mr. Alan Wears and Mr. J. J. Uh Starting out with Alan's questions Carl and Drew. Do you think the internet has caused the decline in kids playing with toys and action figures, or is it a lack of imagination? If the toys that were made in the 80s were made today, would they stand a chance to the internet? Would you guys shoot a video of you two guys playing with 80s toys? Uh, No. Yeah, no to the last question. (laughs) I'm not saying I wouldn't sit down and play with some 80s toys. I, I would show off some of my what's, my what's, toys, but what's that's fun. Then is probably going to be fun now. Well, I mean, I'm not going to shoot a video in my bathtub with my with my toys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do that either. But that's not saying I'm not going to go in my bathtub with my toys. You give me an old GI Joe water moxin, old Cobra oh, water yeah. moxin. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whale was too big for the bathtub. Let's see. I I think moxin uh, and the shark. That was the battle. Lack of imagination and. Kids playing with toys and the internet and video games. Um, it's all intertwined. Yeah, it's it's not one thing that does it. No, it's it's there's a screen shoved in your kid's face from birth now. Yeah. And they don't have to imagine anything because they can see everything happen. And why I don't know. I like I still again, me, child of the eighties. Action figures were cool because they were like physical representations of these things that maybe you saw on television or ideas or concepts that, you know, you knew about and you let your imagination run wild with this little extension of yeah. of, of that. And video games were kind of crude, you know, with the graphics at the yep. time when I grew up. So a toy could be rendered in, you know, any, any level of detail, really. Yeah. Um, and the more detailed ones were obviously cool, but... Now video games are like photorealistic and they can show you whatever you want to see or whatever they want to show you anyway. So yeah, I guess the imagination does get dulled a little bit and uh as a re- extension, uh 
toys seem to seem i don't know i don't have kids of in the six to ten year old range so i don't really yeah. know but it does feel to me like action figures are not nearly as sought after as they were when i was a kid yeah i think like if if you're an an older or an adult toy collector there's a lot of great stuff out there for you now like you look at like sure. the marvel legends line of figures uh they're amazingly detailed and like the star wars black series figures these figures are really cool they're 20 bucks a pop and they're not like things that would necessarily strike you that a kid's gonna play with these are kind of more for the older collectors but as far as like kid toy lines right now they they just don't look that great well it's all based on franchises too so <laughs> even like star wars that like is the cornerstone for a toy franchise sure um it just like you look at the figures and the the toys that are coming out now compared to what they were doing back in the day it just it, at least to me it doesn't seem like there's equal amount of stuff I don't know. I like think there are all your they, that they have. Sure, there are. They get, you get all your key characters in the line and some vehicles, and that's 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 all we had. We had we had the core line, and yeah, but then we also had like there were more vehicles than there are definitely available now, and they're like the little things that they kind of made up for the toy line. You know, the the little like not every vehicle had to be the Millennium Falcon or next one. You had like you know little playsets like a little Hoth playset or the Death Star playset. You had settings that you could put these toys in, you know, the aircraft carrier. I mean, I don't know that. <laughs> um, but you don't have that a lot nowadays. You know, you know what line I've noticed really doesn't Williams kind of getting about another year or so. He'll be in the age and I'm excited for that is the, uh, the imagine next toy line. Now, what is that? Imagine next is a toy line for younger kids that, They've got uh, the DC license. They've got a whole bunch of different license. And they do just really cool play sets and figure packs. And just they're like a step above. Oh, God. Do you remember Playmobil toys? They were kind of like the. Uh, it was like a cowboy set or a railroad set. And the guys would be like very, very blocky, very stick. And they had the. The hands almost like the Lego figures and just the two black eyes and the smiley face. Uh, now that you describe it, I think I know what it is, but I didn't know what it was when I was a kid. I, I know it as an adult. Imagine X is kind of like that, but much more refined. Hmm. So like, and their lines seem to be, because I, I know this because my, my godson, Alexander, is kind of just recently aging out of Imagine X. And past couple Christmases, I would get Imagine X stuff. So like, you can get, uh, Batwing that will come with a Batman figure, and it's different from the Batman figure that comes with, uh, like the Batmobile and stuff like that. Very, it's very reminiscent of how toy lines used to be done, hmm. and it seems like they're still doing that. And I hope they continue to do it until you know William ages into it. Um, they've got like Power Rangers and things like that, so hopefully that'll still be kind of the way in a year or so but yeah i just think uh toy lines are not as deep as they are as they were back then well the thing that always kills me and i've said it before i look on the back of the boxes of these toys usually nowadays and they don't have the whole line on it yeah anymore and i think there's there's weird rules now as far as like the shows go 
Like there, you can't do specific things to use the show to advertise the toy. Well, which, technically, they couldn't in the eighties either. Wasn't the case back in the day because as great as shows like GI Joe, Transformers, Thundercats, whatnot were, He Man, they were you know twenty five minute toy advertisements. Well, they did find ways to skirt the rules for that. Yeah, that because it was a an issue that they had to kind of duck around. Yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think it's a combination of everything in this situation. There's not like one thing. In the future, Carl, it will just be Minecraft. Kids will only have Minecraft, and that's all they will care about. I'm my kid. You say that now. All right. Well, I mean, at a certain age, they're going to want to explore things. Certain age, they grow out of toys, and like I said, my godson Alexander is is uh, kind of getting past that point. But his father Jim does a really good job. Kid gets 45 minutes of screen time a day. And the the device he uses is set on timer. And once that timer goes out, that's it. He's done. Um, and I guess he gets, like, more time on the weekends. But, like, weekdays is 45 minutes, and that's it. And he plays Minecraft, and he loves Minecraft. Um, Minecraft does, I think, in some ways, inspire creativity. Even though it's not in a physical way like we were used to as kids, there is an aspect of creativity there. Um, but like you kind of, kind of got to limit those things, pick and choose your battles. Mm-hmm. Like when they can be reasoned with, and I'm using air quotes. Um, you know, it might be a little bit easier. And I'm sure there are plenty of parents out there right now who are kind of laughing at me the same way I laughed at you earlier when you said you were going to instill order to an infant. Uh huh. Which you know, once again. Good luck with that. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's all a learning process. Carl, will you be attending UBCon? Uh, UBCon being University of Buffalo Con. Um, in the future, will the podcast go to the con and record a podcast at the con? Um, as far as cons go, tables cost money. Uh, Drew is doing a big house renovation have you as you've heard and baby bucky is on the way so bucky. <laughs> um eh, eh, like a little nickname for him bucky we have pliny so i'll call him bucky um, you do you but <laughs> i will not <laughs> um i have a a two-year-old at home and other stuff happenings i it's it's not that we're it's not that we're close to doing cons Cons are kind of difficult for podcasts that aren't widely known because it turns our, into just us sitting around. Yeah, our wares that we would shuck our ourselves, uh, we would be selling ourselves, and that's hard to do when no one knows who you are. And most you can give is um, like a pamphlet or a card that has like all your information on it, and then you're just kind of hoping the person goes and gives your show a listen to, which is why we really implore you guys who are listening to the show and we love you guys so much when we post it doesn't even have to be anything we post i know we're not you know constant on social media and that's mostly on me because you know i do most of the social media for the show um but like when we post that new episode is out it means so much to us when you guys share that and retweet it uh that helps us out so much Cons are kind of difficult because we don't have a lot of notoriety right now, even though our downloads are growing. 
Um, we're not widely known, but the more you guys kind of get the word out about us and we're trying different things to get the word out about ourselves. Um, we're definitely appreciative of that. But like right now with cons is kind of a tough sell. Um, if we're invited, if the con invites us by all means, we're going to, we're going to all up. means. Yeah. Um, nickel city con is coming up and we're still kind of on the fence about whether or not to, because that's a big con and, uh, we know some of the people involved, and so we're still kind of on the fence about having a presence there. Um, we're definitely working on possibly getting some interviews with some of the attendees there. So Nothing's you know, guaranteed, though. Yeah, nothing's so. guaranteed. Uh, but our our growth on the show lies a lot in you, the listener, and we appreciate those of you who, who do uh, share our new posts and retweet. We really appreciate that. Um, uh, for those of you who don't do it, help 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 a couple guys out. <laughs> I, I think one one of the reasons, like I was thinking about this uh, once, one of the reasons that I don't post everything that comes across the wire, like on our Twitter feed or uh, well, we need some show feed, content. It's no, it's not so much that. It's like when news breaks or something is because typically my logic is people who listen to this show already follow like CBR dot com superherohype.com right they're getting this news already yeah and they don't need another thing clogging up their feed saying the exact same well that's thing. that's mighty considerate of you yeah to, to do so i do it sometimes like when trailer drops or something sure put it out there um but yeah but we are listening we are listening and we're hoping that you are too yes indeed so anyway drew hey if you are having a girl i'm not which you are not you're having a boy. <laughs> so done <laughs> Would you name her Samus or Zelda? Which one do you prefer? Well, Zelda is uh, such a name that I don't know would fly in 2018. I think it would. I, I think it know. would more than Samus. Samus, I think, works. Samus would take a lot more explaining. That's why I like it better. You say that now. Well, because when the kid no, because comes Zelda's out cursing your name because she's had to explain her hang name on. for the which which would, would a girl time. would she would she curse would she curse her parents if she had a name based on a pop cultural franchise that everyone knows and will know for the next X years as long as making the games, or are they going to give her a hard time over a name that is obscure and no one really knows the origin of? I think the pop cultural name is more made fun of because it's. Because of what it is. I just like, as as purely taking it from name standpoint, I like Zelda better. Well, good can... enough for Rob Williams' daughter. Should be good enough for your daughter. <laughs> I, I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to because it would be very mean of me. So. Yes. Okay, Alan, thank you very much for your questions. Now, moving on to Mr. J. Gelsomino. Drew and Carl. Hey. If you could take one video game movie that has already been released and change one thing to improvement, what would it be? And no, an answer cannot be to refilm the whole thing. One movie. You could take one, one movie thing. and change one thing about it. Ooh. One video game movie change one yeah. thing. Well, I mean... It's 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 a very open ended question. So you have to like, how much change can I like? Let, let's just throw this out there. Like, 
Could I set? Could, could I, get could I take the? Okay, I, okay. Here you go. The Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Set it in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> but that's uh, you know that 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 requires a whole litany of other yeah. changes. So there's there's nothing when we're talking about video game films that have been released theatrically. There's not one thing that we can do that will 100% fix a bad video game. Right. Because there's just too much wrong there. Yes. Um, I know what I'm doing. You go. I'm thinking about mine. I am not going to try to fix a bad movie. I'm going to make a good movie slightly better. Um, I'm going to change the whole Scorpion and Sub-Zero being allies thing in Mortal Kombat. Okay. Because one of the grave sins of that film is that we get no Scorpion Sub Zero fight. I'm gonna agree with you there. Um, good, good one. My my next, I was, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm I was going with Mortal Kombat because I think even now in the year of our Lord 2018, uh, despite Rampage's big success, I'm putting that aside. Mortal Kombat is still kind of like. <laughs> As weird as it is to say, one of the most successful, or more, you know, yeah. one of the better video game films. No, it's 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 good. It's watchably good. It's good. Um, it's not. I mean, it's not for what it is. It's good. Yeah, it's not trying to win an Oscar. It's trying to be a cool martial arts movie, and it is. It it, it is. And you know, now you said the Scorpion Sub Zero thing. Yeah, I think I would also recast Raiden. I would actually put someone better in that role and maybe even give raiden a fight scene of some kind yeah yeah then again a god fighting yeah it's a little difficult but there's lots of little changes i'd make to that movie but the scorpion and sub-zero one is a really good uh, that's a very astute point that bugged me too at the time because they're mortal enemies yeah um i'd also say maybe make it rated r so that you could have some level of fatality some level of of Mm -hmm. violence that the fans you know kind of come to know so, not that that's, you know, required, because they did a good job with the story that yeah. the first game and uh, had, but, it, it you know, could have helped. I still think the best fight in the movie is the uh, Scorpion Johnny Cage. Yeah, it's all, oh, dude, it's it's great. That fight rules, especially when they go into hell, and it's like, it, it's all acrobatic and crazy with the with the scaffolding, and, and yeah, it's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Actually, wait, no. No, I remember I just rewatched that movie fairly recently, and we talked about this on the show. Oh. I actually... Remember thinking, being surprised that I thought that the Liu Kang reptile fight was better. Oh, that's a good one too. Those yeah. are the two in the movie. Yeah, There's not the... a bad fight in the movie. No, but those those two are really good. Yeah, yeah. those are the prime two. I'd also maybe <coughs> spend a little more money on the CGI budget and punch up reptiles model a little bit. Yes, that's that was tough. That was but tough. but you know, it was it was a product. Surprisingly of its... enough, Goro still works. Mostly, he's yeah, he still works. His proportions are a little weird, but yes, he does work. Anyway, all right. So, cool. Drew, yeah. In the spirit of not driving Carl crazy, I will not ask you how many days since Long Beach. I love <laughs> Carl too much to do that, so I ask you. Uh-oh. And I'm going to stop there because he's just going on to do the same thing he did before that I said I wasn't going to read again. So, Jay, wow. Moving on. Wow. All right. I read as much as his, I, here, here, look, there's the rest of his question, so I'm not saying it's not getting to you, I just, I'm not reading it, it's been, what, it's been like four or five weeks now. It's different, no, well, not, the joke's dead. We don't know, though, because the question is, we don't, we, we don't, we, we don't really know dead. the answer to the question. All right. 
Okay, so that way to way to waste a question, Drew. Just saying. As as the stormtrooper once said, move along. Move along. Okay. I love you, GID. Carl, <laughs> if you're still acknowledging me as a person, which I am. I, just, I, I don't know. Just, I love you. <laughs> I love Jay. Jay's great. I have a question. You're an avid fan of the tabletop games. What tabletop game would you create with the Batman license? Funny you should mention that. There is currently a tabletop game on Kickstarter. Of course it's on Kickstarter. With the Batman license. Um, it's a miniatures game, not completely unlike the uh, the Street Fighter one. We could probably talk about this in the news because we got... I'm not gonna lie to you, folks. We don't have a ton of stuff today. This There's week. stuff. We got stuff, but we can we can have bigger. Don't undersell the show, man. Um, Got to drive that content no, no, I forward. Know. I know. Uh, hmm. A game with you know, I would probably kind of go the time stories route and make it a more detective centered game. Clue with Batman. No, better, <laughs> better. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, yeah, that's probably what I would do. Time Stories, for those of you who don't know, is... Uh, how do you explain Time Stories? It's kind of a role-playing game, but it isn't. I mean, you take on a role, and there's a story scenario that you work through, and it's got specific things you can and can't do. Um, Did I like Time Stories? I remember playing it. We play it. We started it. We didn't finish it, and I don't have a lot of desire to go back to it was that the one where we're walking around the the, the, the hospital or the yeah. asylum yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay that was, that was all right we got kind of lost though yeah i would kind of do that a little more streamlined a little more like shorter um but yeah i'd probably do that but yeah the uh batman miniatures game on kickstarter we could probably much just have that conversation now since we're about to get into the news see steam coming out of your ears no steam no steam no steam so there's i mean as as we've discussed and jay and alan thank you very much for your questions we appreciate them as always mostly and love <laughs> you both very much um yeah so kickstarter there's an interesting thing in the uh the board gaming world and in a lot of other realms that's kind of video games as pop well. up into so Here's where I'm okay with Kickstarter. If you and I were to make a board game and we wanted to get it published and put it out ourselves, but needed the capital to do so. So we would go on Kickstarter and say, here's our game. Here's what it does. We want to make it. Here's the kickstarting, the the initial go, the stretch goals and whatnot. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with in independent developers who don't have big publishing houses behind them like Asmodee or like Nintendo okay. or stuff like that doing Kickstarter. Fine with that. A lot of board games go through Kickstarter. Uh, the uh, Like the Tiny Epic series, yeah. most of them go through Kickstarter. Even like smaller game developers then can, that can self-publish still need Kickstarter because they want to get their game out there. It allows for a mass distribution of the product. That's fine. What aggravates me is like, for example, um, Hasbro, who make Star Wars toys and make um, the 
uh, Java Sale Barge. Yeah, Java Sale. <laughs> they put up on Kickstarter that they're going to make a full Java Sale Barge. Now, this is a, a vehicle in the in the Star Wars films that has never been serviced in the original toy line from the 70s and 80s or in any sequential toy lines after that. Hasbro came out and said, okay, we are going to do a sale barge. We're going to put it on Kickstarter, and it's going to be $500. No. If you're a major corporation it, it goal. like that, of course it hit its goal. Because people want a sale barge. And I can't blame them because you look at the thing and it looks pretty cool. Sure. But, you know, parents aren't buying this for their kids. It's kind of like those one-offs. They're not putting it out in the stores, even though they have the capability to. They're a major corporation. They can fund their own projects. They don't need to go to people to get money to make stuff for people to buy. Now, here's a little interesting middle ground that we have with two things that have come up to us um, in recent weeks. The first one being the, the Batman miniatures game that um i mentioned for for jay's question uh miniatures game kind of thinking you get this little miniature think like an amiibo but slightly bigger more detailed better painted um and you get a board and you can move it around and you get cards for skills things like that there's a batman miniatures game and a street fighter miniatures game that are both being independently developed now it I cut there's one way this can go where I call shenanigans and there's one way it can go where I don't call shenanigans. The way that it it goes where I would call shenanigans is if like DC or Capcom outsourced this to someone and said, you can do this, but you have to raise all the money yourself and put it out yourself and yada, yada, yada. That's BS because to me that kind of falls in line of the whole Hasbro thing. You have the means to do this yourselves. You don't need our money to do it. But if these two developers went to these companies and said, we have this concept, it's not in your general area of what you make and produce, but it's using your license. Can we come to an agreement on the license for us to produce and distribute this? And Capcom and DC said, yes, okay. That I can kind of see times being what they are, even though they're still big companies, you kind of got to pick and choose what you're putting your money into. and for it mitigates the risk for the company because this is not something that you generally make and you're taking a shot at to see if market's there. So yeah, that's kind of where I fall on those. I'm equally mixed, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, but I largely, if it's a big company and they're kickstarting something, generally I feel like, well, you don't need my money. Yeah, to get this made, just make it, and then you can get, get my, this made, If it's good, you can there. have my money. Um, now I should full disclosure: I've only kickstarted one thing in my life, and that was the revival of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, you might now by my own logic, you might say, "Well, well, that's a big brand. Why why did you have to kickstart that?" And there is some validity to that, but it's not as big a brand as you think. It is pretty. It's it's a pretty niche niche. Whatever you want to say the word thing yeah and no network was on board with picking it up yeah the kickstarter campaign got them the funding to create it and then they even after they met their goal they still didn't have a network there was no guarantee that it was going to get picked up yeah. 
and released anywhere. So just so we're clear, the sail barge and this and these miniature games, like it, you're telling me that DC or Warner Brothers, whoever, with this Batman, yeah, with their infinite reach, can't make a tabletop game. Really, they have they have they need you know they need. Inf- <laughs> Again, I, there was a little. There's a little, there's some slight bias here coming in because it's it's the guy doing the, the doing these miniature things, at least for the Street Fighter one, is a YouTuber, and not not one I particularly enjoy. So maybe I'm a little bitter about this whole yeah. thing. Fair enough, but like, why does even if they had the idea and somehow got it pitched, they obviously have it pitched enough where they acquired the license. Okay, yeah. well. The company at that point should just go like, hey, that's a good idea. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring in, we're going to fund it, and we're going to release it, and if it takes off, you get paid, or whatever. Yeah. But the company, see, the companies are smart, though. Ultimately, what this does is... Yeah, because it's it's zero risk. It's zero risk to them, and, and for a company, it's smart. So really, who does, who's to blame here? We are. We're to blame. The, well, not, not, not we, Carl. Not, not you and I, not necessarily. The people who actually pay for this stuff. Sight unseen, you're trusting that this stuff is going to, you know, get made and happen. Now, there's been several Kickstarter successes. Again, see Mystery Science Theater. There, uh, I think the Oculus started out as a Kickstarter project back yeah. in the day. And that's, you know, you can argue the merits of that. Here we are now. But there's been a lot of failed Kickstarter projects as well. Yeah. Lots of them. And then what do people do? They get angry and they then they complain online. Mighty number nine. Yeah, among among many others. I mean, so, not not failed in the sense that it didn't get made. It got made. It just right. It got made good. and the product was terrible. And that happens a lot, believe it or not. Yeah. Where something gets made and then the people start getting their rewards or their product yep. or whatever, and they're not as advertised or it's not what they thought it would be. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like. You know, you know the risks up front. I don't know. I eh. how about wait and see? Yeah, it's it's annoying because, like, especially with the Street Fighter Kickstarter, because the big story was that it reached goals like almost instantly. Of course it did, but we, um, but like, but the, I mean, the, of course it would though. The components, the components of the game look quality. Sure. Typically, with me with board games, because like. Board games aren't cheap, man. For an average game, it's like thirty bucks. Sure, I need to watch some reviews from a from people who aren't trying to sell me the game from like independent reviewers and whatnot, just to see if it's any good or not. And with Kickstarter, I don't know what I'm getting. It you don't you don't know what you're getting. It's, I don't know when. I don't know when I'm going to get it. Yeah, it's a big X factor. Cause, yeah, because deadlines are blown all the time. With yeah, these it's things. clearly. It's clear that both of these things will get made, both the Batman miniatures and the, the Street Fighter miniatures. Uh, the Street Fighter one, what came up in a lot of news stories that they said that there will not be a retail release. Yeah, that's, me, that's another thing. So what's, that, yeah. that, just, that just breeds scarcity, and now you're going to have these sets going on eBay for thousands of dollars probably for people that want them. To me, that's a coin toss of whether or not it will actually happen given how much money it's generated on the Kickstarter. It I would not be surprised if Capcom stepped in and said... Well, that's the thing. If they're yeah. saying it won't, but they sell out immediately and it hit its goal like that quickly, yeah. if it's any good, you're leaving money on the table if you don't yeah. release it. 
But you probably, but but again, there's that scare. I don't know. I Capcom, wouldn't you like to have a fighting game release that doesn't run into problems? Hey, oh, there like it a, is. Like a new, new. I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm a mixed emotions about Kickstarter. Really, yeah. I think if you have the means, companies, you shouldn't be out there asking for donate. Effectively, donations. You're asking people to fund your your product. Eh. If I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, my advice to everyone would just be: if you're going to kickstart something, choose wisely and don't be too upset if it doesn't end up the way you thought it would, because the end results are often not what not what you want. So, all right, so um, that kind of kicks off our news section. Before we get any deeper in news, just some some housekeeping. Uh, this week, we're just kind of doing whatevs. Next week, we will be doing a recap of Jessica Jones Season 1. And then the week after that, we will be launching into Jessica Jones Season 2. Um, which leads us into our first news item of the day, is Jessica Jones was renewed for Season 3. Well, I Yay. guess Season 2 did well enough to where, uh, for all the complaining I heard about it, I guess it did well enough where they want to bring it back again. Yeah, most of the complaining I've heard is people were expecting one thing and they got something else. And I think they were expecting a more traditional superhero action story, and that's not what they got. It's not that. It's a detective story. So it's got that same pacing. And this is one of the one of the few Netflix shows that I didn't have as much problem with the pacing as past shows. There are some slow points here and there, but it's not nearly as bad. It's no Iron Fist. Well, <laughs> nothing is that bad. Yeah. Okay, Drew. Uh, it's it's been it's been a hot minute since we uh, stopped by the DC dumpster fire. Oh, how's it going? Uh, it's still burning. Of course, it's it is still burning. But uh, news coming across the wire today, and thank you to Alan Waiters for sending this to us. Um, apparently, uh, Steven Spielberg is going to be involved. Some say directing, some, oh. some say involved in a Blackhawks film. Are they like the Silverhawks? No. Silverhawks are pretty awesome. But Blackhawks are equally awesome. Okay. Uh, Blackhawks are characters from, they're, they're very deep cut for DC. Uh, they've existed throughout many different incarnations uh, but their most popular incarnation was World War II era based elite uh, fighters, squadron pilots. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Sure, this is happening. With Spielberg's name attached to it, there is a better chance of this happening than most anything that has not already been filmed and in the can or currently in production for the DC movies. And when so, I say in production, I mean they're on the set, they're shooting. Well, before we get to that, then, uh, key, key things from that, that, that article that Alan shared with us about this. Uh, Spielberg is spearheading it. He may direct it. He may not. Well, we don't know. Um, and apparently it will have few, if any, at all ties to the DC Expanded Universe or whatever they're calling it. Which I'm okay with. I think we have to just accept that's, what's, that's what they're doing going forward. I, the, the universe is dead. I think it's dead yeah. and gone. 
I don't think the Wonder Woman 2, guess what? Probably not going to reference a single thing outside of itself. I, I don't so much think the universe is dead and gone. I think it will still be there, but they're not going to try very hard to reference to it. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you... There's no reason to not leave that door open. You can leave it open, but I feel like you're just leaving it open for hurt. Like it's like you can't you, you almost you almost want to avoid talking about it because then it just makes it makes people kind of go like, "Oh yeah, that was from that one movie that was really bad." You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and right now with with the DC films, it's such a crapshoot. Um again, I don't think there's there's no gain or loss for them leaving the door open. Um, I think as bad as Justice League was, they did manage to fix Superman. Uh, Batman could definitely use some fixing. But again, anything beyond Aquaman, Wonder Woman 2, and Shazam, Shazam. is still a coin toss. At, and at some of them best. aren't even that. Yeah, I mean... The, the new gods announcement. I'll still believe that when I see it. Yeah, and, when and I that one too. Believe, they even said, say, "Is it going to tie anything?" When I see it, I will partially believe it when I see a trailer. <laughs> I'm going to need to see Orion and Darkseid at some point uh, before you, I even will take that seriously. Yeah. Um, and they're saying that won't that 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 also will not have any ties to the DC expanded universe. So in other words, you know, the, the ugly CGI monstrosity that was Steppenwolf uh, might be back in a, in a New Gods movie. Yay. Yay. Need more Steppenwolf. Yay-ish. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like but you like, said, like yeah, you said, unless, said it's, unless it's already happening, I, mo- I feel like most of these are just, they're just, it's, they're just talking. They're just talking to talk. They just uh, announced a, a, a director for uh, 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 the Harley Quinn uh, move movie. Or whatever. See that? I didn't see it, but if you're telling me DC announced a director Hang that Early. I'll Google it for you. Quinn movie. Because they go through directors in a flash. Kathy <laughs> yeah, Kathy Oh come on. What? They go through uh, directors. Yeah, you know in what? No, flash. it doesn't matter. I, come the... on. That was that was gold. They they did. I was lightning quick on that. Uh oh! Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're you say I'm fast. <laughs> Got a flashpoint of puns here. <laughs> Kathy Yan is Warner Brothers' choice to direct Margot Robbie in the next Harley Quinn film. Sure, sure, sure. this will happen. Sure. Like, all right, let me ask you this: This might actually. Oh, apparently, this might actually be part of like the Birds of Prey slash Gotham City Sirens slash. Who knows? Whatever. All right. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What does it take? What would it take for you to acknowledge, short of seeing a trailer, that, yes, this film is actually happening? Set photos. <laughs> People on set, behind cameras, in front of cameras, doing movie stuff. And then, like, you know, an announcement like, this is the release date. Oh, okay. Then I'll believe. Oh, this is this is actually a thing that is happening. See, release date wouldn't because they've nope, got but, well alongside everything I just said. Yeah. 
because otherwise, yeah, I've seen a lot of headlines and announcements. I've seen a lot of that not come true too. So you you keep going over there, DC. And like we were talking about earlier, you you're telling me you're having a hard time getting a Batman movie off the ground right now. Yeah, it's Batman. It's it's your most bankable. You can't get Batman back in theaters, like. But I, you know, I and I, I casually brought it up to you. I, you know, Batman. You think Batman will always be money, right? Like Batman is money. Batman is Batman. Everyone loves Batman. Yeah, well, Batman was in Justice League, and Justice League tanked. So is I? I pose the question: Is Batman like people kind of done with Batman? Not done, but in the big movie. Set up I, is it kind of like you know? I think we're good on Batman for a little while. I I don't think so, but I think you need some serious. You need a, a new approach to the character. Yeah. Um. You know. You know. I would equate it to, and maybe this is not the best comparison, only because I'll take one over the other every day of the week. Batman is kind of like Hulk Hogan. He's a racist. For, for no. Not like that. Oh, okay. Talking about the character Hulk Hogan. Um, for a long time, Hulkamania ran wild and could do no wrong. But after a while, you know, his fans got older, new fans not so much climbing on to what they were seeing on screen. Yeah. Then he heel turns and joins the NWO. That's yeah. a whole new ball game. Sure. I'm not saying Batman needs a heel turn per se, but I think we need a fresh approach. Uh, hasn't been done before approach. I think we need like a, a gray and blue Batman. On the screen? On the screen. Twist my arm. I'd love I it. I think we need like a... We, we need a Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill approach to Batman. Um more focusing less on action, more on intrigue, more on stories and settings and characters. You know, take look what's worked in the reinventions of Batman that we've had over the years. You know, Batman Arkham Asylum. Freaking amazing game. Right. And just said, okay, Batman is here in this one location. He's not going to leave this one location. This is where our story takes place. Not every Batman movie necessarily has to take place in Gotham City. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's we know what a grim and gritty Gotham City slash Batman looks like. Yes, we've seen it. We've seen it done well, and we've seen it done bad. Yeah. Let's try a different approach. Let's. Turn the brightness up. I'm not saying turn it up all the way. I'm just, you know, couple couple notches. Okay. Couple notches. Let's you know what? Let's do a Batman movie with a Robin. With like I'm not talking about like a 12, 13 year old Robin. I'm talking about like a, you know, late teens, early twenties. College Robin. College Robin. Sure. Yeah. Um do let's do that and see what happens. And stay away from the Joker. Stay away from, you know what, don't do any character that's been done on the screen yet. 
do a, do like you can make a great film with a B tier or C tier villain, especially with Batman's rogues gallery. Are you telling me you can make a great film with the Mad Hatter or like Dr. Hugo strange? Uh, Mad Hatter. Because again, it kind of goes back to what we've said in the past where DC's problems kind of lie as opposed to Marvel is that DC focuses on the villain. Marvel focuses on the hero. DC needs to focus on the hero. But Batman doesn't have a... I feel, I feel like they, the Nolan flicks tried to do that. And like, he, he Bale, for, for all of Bale's, you know, you know, high marks as a performance, as an actor, he still gets outshined by the Joker. He still gets well, outshined yeah, by Bane. He does because those performances were, were great. Um, I think in, like you're referring with the, the Bale, the Nolan Batmans, they focus a lot on his motivation, why he's doing what he's doing. Sure. We know he why he's doing what but he's there's doing. Not we much don't more need to focus on that. Let's focus on the character as is now. But like there is there is not a lot there is my point. Like I, no, see I think there is because like you can focus on they've never done there's never been a good detective Batman story no, no, in the and, films. I agree with you there, but that's that's not a character motivation. Like that's what I'm saying about Batman. Like his he, his his origin was crystallized as a child, and and Batman is Batman, driven by vengeance. No child, yada yada, will ever go through. That that's it. That's Batman. Yeah, we don't. There is no character there. We that's it. See, I disagree. Whereas, look at now, not not to play. Just again, no, let's, no, let's, let, let's walk yeah. across the aisle to Marvel. Captain America, he's a character. Doesn't like bullies, gets the origin, gets the powers, man out of time, his best friend, the Bucky story is really his driving force, he's a man out of time, he's forced to kind of like, and he, he goes with what he knows, and he sticks with the military and S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that, his best friend, he fi- thought was dead, is still alive, and, by the way, is a bad guy, he's got this whole redemption arc for his friend, he fights to the, he fights to great lengths against his friends that he's fought alongside in the name of saving his friend, like, yeah. Steve's got a lot of inner he's got a lot of characterization going on. Batman is Batman. See, I think There's not a do, lot there. I disagree. I think you can do stories like that with Batman because you dress the you dive into the aspect of the character, you know, fighting the war, he knows he can never win. Why is he he keep going on with it? Like you get past just the initial origin stuff and get like, you know, mid-career Batman and he's still doing this and still seeing like no result and a relationship with you we've never seen a Batman family done on screen no and no you're right Avengers is very much a family dynamic sure and I think if you can introduce that dynamic in a Batman film then you open up the character for more possibilities you're 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 right Yeah, yeah sure I mean we've got to it's You've got to do something different in that every Batman film we've had leading up to this is Batman versus the villain. Here's the villain's plot. Batman foils it. End of it. Then you know what you do? Here's what you do. You introduce some complications into that, like family. So here's... Okay. So here's 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 the pitch. Here's my pitch. Okay. It's not even, it's not even a plot. This is just yeah, yeah. The, the loosest possible setup. Your next Batman movie, 
needs to have 30-something Batman, 30, okay. 30, 35. Not a rookie, but not a... Not, not Dark a rookie, Knight but but not yet. Yeah, not by no means Dark yeah. Knight Returns. Robin... We're talking like Dark Knight. Robin is Tim Drake. Batman. Okay. Nightwing is in the movie. Yeah, all right. Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. And it is, it, it's acknowledged that he was once Batman's partner. Yeah. So he's a couple years younger. Mm-hmm. He's like 28. Yeah. 29-ish. And Jason Ty is dead. And that weighs heavy even to this damn Batman. And now you've got a dynamic. Yeah. In That's different. How much does he let Tim do? Right. Is Tim tempted to break away like Dick did? Sure. You could echo all of that. Yeah. You can, and, and So you basically go. you're just saying tell stories they've already told in the comics. Yes. But they haven't done it in the movies. And the movies suffer because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Batman has no character in the movie. He's just he's Batman. Yeah. Because because he's Batman. Well, my 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 original point was I think that might be tapped out. I think you got to do something else cuz I yeah. think you've No, de- I agree with that. I think you've I depleted the audience's like care about going to see <laughs> Batman just for the sake of well, it's Batman. Yeah. Okay. Well, what what else you got to say about it? The MCU's been really good about driving things forward hard. Yeah. You know, you know it'd be really cool to do, and still to this day, you won't agree with this, um, but I still think it'd, it'd make for a cool story. Um, the animated film is still one of the best DC animated films to date, and it was the one that introduced me to my only accept- acceptable substitution for Kevin Conroy's Batman's voice, and that is Bruce Greenwood, um, the Under the Red Hood story. Because yeah. I know you don't like Jason Todd back as the Red Hood, but... No, because it defeats the purpose of Batman's... It, it defeats the whole pur- purpose of him dying. I know, I know. But, like, when when they did Hush, and that issue that revealed him as the villain... Yeah. Tell me you weren't like, oh, shoot. Because yeah, if they yeah, had just yeah, kept yeah. that, if they just stayed with that and not done what they did, that might have been one of the all-time great Batman stories. Like, Jason Todd is back, and he is a villain. Yeah, that... Uh, I agree there. As much as I don't like him being alive, if you if they were going to do it, that was the time to do it. Yeah. The problem was they did it and they got cold feet and it wasn't actually him. Yeah. Ugh. So, but I still think like in the comics it was written by Judd Winnick. Um the Under the Red Hood story From is the real fantastic. World. Hey, dude can write a good comic. Don't I mean, yeah, it was on the real world. So what? <laughs> um it's just one of those things. It's amazing. Yeah, but definitely the animated film Batman of the Red Hood is fantastic. Uh, and, like, the the Joker shows up. They use him a little more in the animated film than he was actually in the comics. But it also addresses the dynamic of why doesn't Batman kill the Joker? Yeah. And, like, there's there's this great scene where, like, Jason has the Joker tied up and, like, is holding Mahasash and Batman was there. And Jason would have been like, you know, I can understand you not killing him before, but I thought I would have been the last. I thought that you would not have let him hurt anyone else after me. It's kind of a self-centered way to look at things, Jason, but whatever. The well, point, the good point. Yeah. Um, Lucas, what's... Lucas what's is having there? a hard time here. Lucas, Lucas <laughs> is all over the place tonight. But no, I, I mean, we're definitely, as far as how to go about it, about it, we had different perspectives on it. 
but we're we're definitely of the agreement that Batman needs a. I I I don't like to use the phrase reboot, but he needs to be refreshed. He needs like a fresh approach. Yes, in a big bad way, and yeah. and I think anyway. do that by introducing the family aspect. Damien. No, not yet. <laughs> Damien. You gotta you gotta you gotta ease into Talia, no pun intended, before you get into Damien. <laughs> so uh baby step that one. Yeah. Uh, you gotta tread I mean, lightly there. There's a reason this character is endured because like his source material is still great. It is. It's like very the, rich. It's the very current rich. Batman series being written by Tom King is like he's getting married to Catwoman. And it's Yeah, about that. <laughs> dude, re- actually read it. Don't just chagrin it. It's a really well written story and it's really kinda deconstructing the character in a good way. All right. Uh, Tom King's very good. Lucas, it's it's okay, buddy. He can't decide if he wants in or out. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's kind of um, like the DC Extended Universe. He's not sure. <laughs> in or out. I don't know. Not sure which way to go. Connected, not connected. I don't know. So I think that's pretty much all we have as far as news goes. Um, it was a light week. There's not a lot going on. There really isn't. We're getting like... Uh, new- we're, we're, we're a week out from Infinity War, though. Yeah, we are. I'm in... I am in uber no spoiler mode dude yeah i've noticed um we're getting like little tv spots here and there i'm like, not watching any of it no no of like of of solo some more stuff oh solo out, yeah, li- yeah new little chunks here and there still looks great it's like i said but it yeah does. Infinity War, um i'm all about we will see not next week well see 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 what happens here now our our, our whole schedule with jessica jones is gonna get oh yeah weird because right. yeah because mm. All right, everything this we said tr- about what we're doing next week, just push forward one week. <laughs> I, I don't know how it's going to work, Carl. We'll figure it out. Just keep listening to us. So that's all we in, ask. Infinity Wars, that's... That's an episode. That might be a Last Jedi-length review episode. It could be. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm really... The way, they're, the way that they're marketing it and the way that they're talking about it, the directors, I mean, in Marvel, like, if something major doesn't happen people are going to be upset How i'm many? serious because they're, they're selling this movie on conclusion yeah ending game changing yada yada if they like if 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 that amounts to be like oh uh well vision's gone by yeah. and that's it like people well, are, okay not counting ant-man and wasp right which is not the beginning of the next phase it's the end of this phase sure how many films are there between Infin- Avengers 3 and Avengers 4? Spider-Man Homecoming 2, Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah, I don't I don't have the slate Ant-Man in front of me. Wasp. I don't I don't so, have yeah, I don't have the slate in front of lot. me. Um I don't and given that we have not seen any scenes, I mean I've I've been keeping up on like a lot of stuff they've released. There hasn't been anything released showing Thanos with a full infinity gauntlet they're still not you're, you're right but then again so i don't think everything's gonna be a hundred percent resolved at the end of this film and they've said the russo brothers have said the title of avengers 4 is going to scare you so i mean i mean does this, does this film end with thanos having the full infinity gauntlet we just have to wait to the next avengers film which has already <sighs> been shot but they said that they. But they've said that the next one isn't 
part two of Infinity War. They have said it's not Infinity War part two. They have not said that it's not a continuation. Well, the, the implication story. is that it's... No, they've just said this is not the title. Hmm. Could it be Infinity War and then the next one is Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, because we still have... We have very few, if any, announced films in between Avengers 3 and 4. Um, I'm, I got a list right now. Ant-Man okay. and Wasp in July, like you said, not counting that. This list, unfortunately, uh, is including movies that do not belong in this list, but because they're including Fox and Sony movies, yeah. so this article is useless. Captain Marvel, uh, next March. Which chronologically takes place... Before. Before Infinity War yep. takes place in the 90s. And then Avengers 4, next May. Yeah. So, yeah. It may not be Infinity War Part 2, but I think because... Think of all the stuff that... If they were going to do a self-contained Infinity Gauntlet story... Think of all the stuff they would have to do to make this movie coherent. And only doing that in two and a half hours, maybe three. God, I hope it's three hours. I feel like there's going to be a big cliffhanger at the end of this movie. Yeah. Something big. And then it's going to be like it's like Back to the Future 2 style. Like, to be continued. <laughs> like, oh, no. Except the wait is much longer because this is a year wait. Yeah. Between three and four. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. But they got to deliver something. Yep. Big. Oh, I'm sure. Dude, it's Marvel. (laughs) It's Vigo. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Fair enough. Well, I guess that's it then. Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, no. I, I, one, I'm throwing it back to you. No, Kyle. I know, I know. Uh, one last <laughs> quick thing. So, uh, friend of the show, Nate Lockhart, uh, host of the Memory Machine. We were on his show. Uh, he's been on our show. Came back from the Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, he was there this weekend, had a great time. Um, is Because he's Nate, I love him. He's excited about getting a Sega Master System copy of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh. He said, it's it's slower. I'm like that's saying, I like that's like saying, hey, look, I got this earlier version of Contra. It's got less guns, but it's it's Nate. Nate loves that stuff. So it's like I got Mortal Kombat for the NES. It's not as good. (laughs) You think? uh, I I I guess. And Nate took pictures. Billy Mitchell was at the Midwest game. Oh, how did that go for him? He was there with a magazine that I guess he pretty much co-founded and preaches the Bible of Billy Mitchell. Folks, for those of you who don't know, um, <laughs> Billy Mitchell, if you've ever seen the documentary King of Kong, Billy Mitchell was a longtime recognized uh, score record holder for Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, who has uh, been revealed to be a fraud. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Likely. Uh, apparently, he cheated by not using uh, arcade... Original, specific, original hardware, original yeah. hardware emulators and whatnot, and I guess in this world there there is a difference at. So Twin Galaxies, who you know lived and breathed on that dude's junk, uh, have disowned him and uh, stripped all his records from him. So if you've ever seen this guy, he's just a tool. <laughs> he looks like a he looks he looks like a comic book character, a, a, a shady one, and not a not a. Good one. That's either. what I mean. Like, yeah. he looks like a a, a, a 
He just he's, well, you can have a good shady character like he's Turks. he's a key. He, he has a costume almost. He looks he looks costume esque. Yeah. So not yeah. quite supervillain, but but C tier. Yeah, wanna be supervillain. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah weird. All right. So all that being said. I think that's pretty much it. I don't think we really have a lot more to to go over this week. We've had some fun discussions here regarding yeah, uh, some Kickstarter and the Batman conundrum. How do you fix Batman? You know, it'll be neat. What do we need? Do Not we need, need. Nicholas Cage's Joker? No, God. He said he wanted to play Joker. I mean, at his most unhinged, sure, go for it. Someone needs to do, like, the DC Ultimate Universe Batman. Eh. Just I was never a big fan of the Ultimate Universe to begin with. I'm just saying, let someone run wild. Say, you can, Didn't we kind of already get that with New 52? No. Because Batman was very much unaffected by it. More or less. They condensed okay, his yeah. timeline into a ridiculous yeah, stretch, which was dumb. Worked. But they didn't really change him. I mean, like, yeah. someone needs to say, like, he's a guy who dresses like a bat. His name is Bruce Wayne. That's all you got to commit to. Go. <laughs> and just send, sit, put, you know, whatever writer you want, but someone good, yeah. and say, what would, he, what would contemporary Batman be? And just let him run wild. I wouldn't want it to be too crazy off, though. Eh, so whatever. What do, like, there's still some core elements you have to keep beyond just those two things. Let's run wild. Let's get let's get weird. You want to get nuts? <laughs> let's get <laughs> let's get nuts. Exactly. Why not? I, I wouldn't be on as on board that, but I, I the character is more near and dear for me than he is for you, so that's fine. He's he's crystallized though. He's always going to be there. Let's right. see. Let's see what someone can do. You know, you know what happens when you do that, Drew? You get injustice out of it. No, no, <laughs> dude, injustice is great. Oh yeah, Actually. with with fascist murdering Superman. Yeah, it's great, great stuff. Ah, <laughs> oh. um, you get Ninja Turtles where Raphael's the leader and it looks like <laughs> freaking Bane. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You get the Bay Turtles. That's what you get. <laughs> That's why I'm against that. Fair enough. Good point taken. Point taken. Not gonna bay eyes anything. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So, I mean, court's not going to be adjourned because we're in recess once again. Yeah, yeah. Pour one out. That sucks. 65, man. Young. That's young. Too young. Love Night Court. Love Night Court. I, I was too young to, to know much about right, Night Court. Shut up. <laughs> I think Night Court predated Cheers and Golden Girls and like most of the revered classic 80s stuff. So, mm. it's it great though. You should go back and watch it. It's fun times. All right. I know John Larroquette. Dude, no, he's John a, Larroquette's on it. Marky Post is on it. Marshall Wallace, Richard Mall. It's it's a solid cast. Okay, Richard Mall, man, aka Two Face from the Batman the Animated Series. Wow. Yeah, you never knew that. No, he did the voice. Oh, you know what? You know what? Okay. I just realized something. I just had like a two second epiphany. Why not? Like, this, we're wrapping it up. No, wait. Wait. Lightning no, is wait, struck. No, seriously, we're wrapping up. 
you know what we're going to do in like this next time where we have like kind of one-off episodes or whatnot. I started this on another show I was involved with and never got to see it to fruition. We're going to do, or at least, you know, because we're a team and you got to agree with this. I'd like to do yeah. a retrospective yeah. on the Bruce Tim Paldini animated series. Batman, Superman, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, maybe Batman Beyond. I'd have to do a lot of catching up, girl. I only watched That's fine. I only I watched like the entirety of Batman the animated series, but then after that, very spotty. So we got, I know some people we can bring in. Oh, okay. So, okay. That could be so, fun. So stay tuned. Sure. The amazing adventures of Drew and Carl continue each month. Uh, in, sort of. <laughs> Devils do comics. If you, only. You uh you picking up Action Comics one thousand? I am. Yeah. yeah. One thousand issues, man. That's crazy. That's cool. It's pretty nuts. Pretty, pretty, pretty nuts. All right, folks, that does it for us. We appreciate you sticking around to hear our uh, our mindless babbling. Uh, as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Drew, any last thoughts? No. Okay, I was about to say, it's an it's a audio medium here, sir. They don't see your pondering face. Okay, folks, we appreciate you. Thanks for stopping in. Until next time. Pour one out.